now, now, now. So here is how this is. Here's how the game is going to go from, from this moment forward. We are not staying within a particular field on our individual turns, given that this is this is sort of one night canonized and we're all sort of loosely familiar with all of the things on the board on each of our turns. You have you're familiar with the three types of actions. I'm just going to say pick one of the things and put a thing on the board to relate to it, because we're just going to go until we feel like we have a really clear picture of what the thing is unfolding as. Uh huh. So it, feel free to skip around. Feel free to pull from whichever of these four things you want. Since since we are not doing the, the traditional phase of the game where we familiarize ourselves with one of the things, we can freely kind of skip around and pull from stuff. Uh, as just needed. so everyone, in case other people did not watch Heroes and don't have the same. Does, does everyone have the have a understanding of Heroes? I watch quite a lot of it, Riley. Cool. I have never seen an episode I just knew that he ate brains and was Zachary Quinto. <laughs> unfucking fortunately. Unfucking fortunately. And you may bleep that if you would like. I, I needed to say those. F-bombs. We only get one, so we can have we can one. Say, <laughs> let me be clear. Violence is what I want, PG 13. <laughs> swearing is fine. We're adults. <laughs> I needed I needed to that was for important emphasis. Unfucking fortunately. I watched every single episode of yeah. the original run of Heroes. Yeah, you did. Yes, I, I, uh, I wrote Heroes fan fiction in middle school. <laughs> Marn, I regret to inform you we would have been friends when I was in college. Like, I regret to inform you this. When they did, when they did like, a shitty Magneto arc... I was there. I was there every Monday <laughs> boots night. Boots on the ground. <laughs> and they were, and it was, it was Magneto, but he's in a carnival. I was fucking yep. there. <laughs> Where, okay, who's next? Uh, Taylor, you just put another thing what on the I board here. added to the conspiracy board is a photograph from four-time Academy Award nominated Star Trek for The Voyage Home. It's a photograph of Spock standing next to his father, Sarek. Ambassador Sarek, played by Mark Lennard, who is the galaxy's shittiest dad. He is a rich person who is an asshole. I see. Marn, uh, Marn, what would you like to put on the board on your turn? I want to connect Guy Gardner to unorthodox detectives work because he has a history with Batman. Mm. It makes sense. It does. So the question that I want to raise to the group, because I am I, I am going to make the same connection with Ralph Dibney. The, mm-hmm. the question and this is a this is a world building question. This is quickly turning into. Uh, so we have characters that we have already added to the board to, uh, for like and we've quickly moved away from that because it states in the game that we don't really need those characters. It's more if we are playing yeah. out the, the story of these characters mm-hmm. in particular. But if we if we are just four friends world building using this game, we don't really fucking need it. That is a, a panel from Justice League International of Guy Gardner being knocked out by Batman. With one punch. With one punch. Specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so their relationship, I should clarify, is Batman and Guy Gardner fucking hate each other. <laughs> They're not mutual. They're not mutuals. It is, it is in fact, regularly on site. <laughs> yeah. And Guy Gardner, the f- Guy Gardner famously runs his mouth to Batman and Batman knocks him out with one single yeah. punch. Yeah, they Yo. were in the JLI together and they do not get along. Now, here's oh. the question that I want to ask the room. 
we are making a lot of connections to unorthodox detective work. Uh-huh. Now, my question, this is this is an opportunity for us to fill out the threat that we are collectively fighting against. Mm-hmm. Because the question that I have, why is only unorthodox detective work able to spot the thing that is like whatever this multiversal threat is like Batman doesn't see it is what I am is what I am I am is mm-hmm. the is what is becoming apparent to me why is that Batman's a rich people that is true <laughs> oh that's true and what I was gonna say is if we tie this back to what got Daredevil into this, copyright laws stopping someone from getting put in jail. You can't be Spock, that's Siler. That can't be Siler, that's Zachary Quinto. The Spock is it's using copyright, using the shared visage of Spock to free, or maybe they're all the same person, who knows? But with these legal loopholes, people are getting their brains. So eaten. so what I'm hearing is that is is to make the implicit explicit. What I'm hearing is the establishment of copyright law is the villain. <laughs> oh, yeah, that feels very what appropriate. What I'm hearing is that we're going to be killing copyright law in a very specific, literal, and manifest to way. Which, Jeff, I know it's your turn, right? It's Feel your free, turn, right? go ahead. <laughs> I want to go and reach over to Jack Kirby shit, because I have an idea for Columbo. Okay. Because we have Columbo here, we're not doing anything with him. And I want to imagine your best Columbo voice in your head, thinking, Gone, gone, the form of man, behold the demon Etrigan. <laughs> Jack Kirby's own Etrigan. <laughs> a little lucky demon, man. I think Columbo's Etrigan. <laughs> okay, see? this is. I think Columbo could go into the back room and get the little pasta with the little pasta. He's eating pasta out of a bowl. It's chili. He's got, his, like he's got his bowl of chili. He loves his chili. And he's like, oh, no. Not now. No, I can't. Now see, now see, now see my wife. My wife, I love her to death. She loves the classic. She loves the old literature. She got me reading the old. She got literature. me reading this Let- old, old Arthurian scroll. She got me reading this scroll, and I says to her, "I don't understand a single word of it. I'm reading it, and it's so dry, it's boring. It's putting dog to sleep." But wouldn't you know it? I read a couple lines, and suddenly, I my soul has become bound to this demon uh, it's a funny thing it makes me laugh you know it's just it's really interesting how you read some text you read an ancient pact and suddenly your soul is bound to a demon it's a it, it just makes you think. a demon from hell who despite his violent tendencies usually finds himself allies with the forces of good i love you again <laughs> i love you so much now i want to put something on the board uh-huh yes very specifically. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that is, I don't know how it connects to anything. That's, a, that's, that's our, our job. job. That's were. our job. But I'm putting it on the board. Jeff, I always said that this is a great game. <laughs> I love this game. I love this game dearly and truly. Oh, hello, sir. Uh, I am putting on the board one of Jack Kirby's greatest creations, and that is Galactus. Uh, Yo! If you have not read the original uh, Kirby and Lee three-issue arc where they introduce and fight Galactus for the first time, a story that Jack Kirby has largely credited, has been credited as writing and has written with the premise, what if the Fantastic Four fought God himself? 
I recommend it because I feel like he's a guy that gets brought out a lot. And I don't feel like there are many stories where he properly feels like, holy shit, this is God himself who has come to end everything. And these particular characters are going to stop that. that really good Thor comic, like when you get old King Thor defending the husk of the earth against Galactus. Mm -hmm. Did you read that? Like that? I love those. Is that Jason Aaron? I think that's that's Jason Jason Aaron. Aaron. I think that's... It's right before the God Butcher. It fucking rules, man. And I just really wanted Galactus on the board. I just think it, yeah. it might be metaphorical Galactus. It might be literal Galactus. But I think I like the idea that Galactus is here. Um, I think I have my addition for Jack Kirby shit, if that's what we're doing. Go for it. Go for it. I think we're just dropping whatever onto the board that feels good. Okay. I want Scott Free and Columbo to be pals because they're both wife guys. Yeah. Wife guy solidarity. <laughs> Scott Free, that's a he's married to Big Barda, right? Am I right about yes, that? Yes, he's uh he's Mr. Miracle. He's married to Big Barda. He is a wife guy. Oh. Wife guy solidarity. Oh my god. Sorry, I just had to look because you put Galactus on the board. And Galactus, he's got a certain kind of gravitas about him. Almost a Xehanorty gravitas. You know who else is voiced Xehanort? You know who else is voiced Galactus? Who's that? Leonard Nimoy. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Wait, what? No fucking Earth, way. On Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Voice actor John DiMaggio and Leonard Nimoy. Yo. Tell me more about Scott Free for a second, please. I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> Scott Free is Mr. Miracle. He is a Jack Kirby DC character who has a very complicated backstory. Uh, I can I can give the, the one-minute version because it is... Yeah, do uh, it. Do it, so, so So Scott Free, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda is my favorite love story in any medium that has ever been created. <laughs> and this is why I'm going to... This is why I want to do this. So uh, the deal of the new gods, the central premise of the new gods is there is Apocalypse and there's New Genesis. Apocalypse is Darkseid's planet and it's all evil and fucked up and New Genesis is the perfect the perfect peaceful world of the of the new gods. The peace treaty of the new gods and of New Genesis and Apocalypse is that they traded babies. With the idea being that neither world would kill their own son. Neither world would kill their own prince if it lived they were raised on the other planet. So uh, Orion, son of Darkseid, was raised by the new gods and was raised to be gruff and aggressive and warlike, but a hero and was raised to be a kind person. Mr. Miracle was raised by Granny Goodness in the hell pits of Apocalypse and was tortured like from childhood with the goal. The idea being the dark side wanted to unlock the anti-life equation in part by breaking Mr. By breaking the prince of New Genesis's will. However, because this is a Jack Kirby story and a Jack Kirby story uh, uh, is core to the idea that like you can't do that and that here and that good will no matter how dark and bleak it gets good will persevere this is this is after all the story of a first of uh, a jewish advanced scout that drew maps in world war ii one of the worst and most dangerous jobs that they had in the war so what happens is that mr miracle becomes the single greatest escape artist that the galaxy has ever known there is no trap that you can place that mr miracle will not escape from and in doing his ultimate escape where he escapes from apocalypse he meets and falls in love with the uh, hyper-aggressive head of Granny Goodness's female furies, Big Barda, the ultimate soldier that she has raised, her proudest creation. The two of them fall improbably in love and become so desperately in love that they escape Apocalypse together, land on Earth, where Mr. Miracle does the only thing that that somebody who has been raised from birth to be the ultimate escape artist does, becomes a millionaire Hollywood escape artist who travels around the country doing 
stunt shows. Jesus. God, I love DC Comics. And then Fuck. they yeah. then they become superheroes together. They become they get married. Darkseid shows up at their wedding just to just to put bad vibes on their wedding. Like legitimately truly, he's like, I'm not here to do anything. But I made you sad on your wedding day, and thus I have won. God. And then they try to have like a happy suburban life, and Big Barda becomes a professional wrestler at one point. All of this is just great shit. Yeah, they're great. I love them. They have a kid semi-canonically now, which is, you know, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> good for them. Love a semi-canonic. Now, I have another question. Yes. <laughs> it's because I've added the card to the board that is Wife Guy Solidarity. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. For, for us to think about not necessarily answer right now and 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 this is jeff being this is jeff hitting his drum hitting his his uh there's the shit that i like drum and uh as we start mm-hmm. to think about this crisis is love an overpowering force that will help save the cosmos i think yeah. it can be and i'm gonna have oh, you said wife guy and now i'm just like fascinated i'm like what what is a wife guy? I, I am wife using guy wife guy mean? solidarity here to just mean somebody that is so desperately in love that they become kind of corny and a little obnoxious. Yeah. And to what I want to say to that is like wife guy doesn't need to have a wife. No wife guy could just sometimes be like a constable and a shitty little guy that owns a bar. And so I want to draw Cork and Odo from Deep Space Nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Down here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think that they're wife guys for each other, but derogatory. <laughs> well, see, now it's funny that you say that, Taylor, because I also want to want to drop something onto the Star Trek board. I would love to remind you that I'm Riley. What if, what the fuck? Did, what did I did I just call you Andrew? <laughs> you called me Taylor. You didn't call me Andrew. Oh my god. Uh look, this is <laughs> I just assumed that you were talking to me, Jeff. I was like, yeah. I, Taylor, I would also like, I think you will also appreciate this, but Riley, this is in response to your statement. And that is uh, like a wife guy doesn't need like an actual wife. It can just as easily be two people that kind of, that are kind, both kind of manipulating one another, but that also deeply love each other and that, that want to be together even when the creators of their, of their show and universe will not let it happen. So I am putting, I am putting Garrick and Dr. Julian Bashir also on the board. Oh, oh my God. I love you, you picked a primo picture for their, their relationship. Because this is the episode that they break up. Uh, it's yes. our man Bashir. Uh, specifically, one of the episode, one of the episodes of Star Trek that I recommended uh, you folks watch, um, where uh, Bashir is larping as a spy, and Garrick, who has a traumatic God, past as a spy, <laughs> both kind of collide in their fantasies of each other and realize that they're incompatible and that they're just like always going to be in friction. But that <gasps> friction is love, and that's what I want. Oh, absolutely. Also, Taylor, I know you know this, but for Riley and Martin, do you know the story of of Garrick and Bashir's actors and like their no. their, their furious no. insistence of their characters' relationship? They actively campaigned for years and years while DS9 was on the air to have their characters be confirmed to be in a gay relationship. Like they were like, put us in a relationship. They were like, they were like, the chemistry's there. The fans want it. We, the actors, want it. And they mm-hmm. and they actively like the showrunners actively refused because they're cowards and they should be shamed. Mm-hmm. So they've stated on record that like the last few seasons of Deep Space Nine, they're like, 
Yeah, we literally just decided we were going to play it like we've been fucking for years. Like they were like, we've just been playing it as a gay couple. And they have gone on to do like at conventions, like it will be a semi-regular thing where if you get both of them, they'll just go on to a panel and be like, here's some fanfic that we've got of our characters and we're reading it and it's canon. Oh my God. My most prized possession in my entire life is a copy of Star Trek novel, Star Trek Deep Space Nine Novel number 27, A Stitch in Time, written by one Andrew J. Robinson, a.k.a. the actor who plays Garrick, of the fan fiction of them being in love. Did you say, what did you say the name of that book was? A Stitch in Time. Yes. The name of the Spock Columbo episode. The name of the Spock Columbo episode. And that is my connection. (laughs) (sighs) We we, the four of us are unraveling this conspiracy in real time. I think this is real. (laughs) I I found out... That Bashir plays Rachel Ghoul in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Rachel Ghoul doesn't eat people's brains, but <laughs> who's next? Somebody give me something. I don't know where to f- put this fucking book <laughs> image. Just put it, put it over. <laughs> I think put it between a stitch in time and Garrick. And like <laughs> Marn, do you have anything that you want to add to the board? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm simply lost in the sauce of this. I am I am like following the thread of trying to see which Star Trek voice actor uh, actors have done voice acting in like cartoons. I would say a you're probably gonna get something with Levar Burton, right? And you're definitely gonna get something with whoever plays Milo, whoever Milo O'Brien's guy's name. Oh yeah, Cole Meany. Cole Meany, who you know from Hell on Wheels. You mean you mean you mean Charlie's dad from Only Sunny? I watched those episodes. (laughs) They're they're good good episodes. I do, I, I do know, this is my most useless Star Trek fact, that Jonathan Frakes directed Clockstoppers hit yeah! 2002 movie. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he really fucking did, didn't he? He did now, that. Now, 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 I am adding something to the Star Trek board. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, if this is about being self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Oh, isn't if it? This is about, if this is about us being our most self-indulgent selves and how our most self-indulgent impulses are going to fuel the crisis that is going to uh, unfurl all of this. And we have mm-hmm. started to talk about this crisis in the form of something that is is overriding people and forms and, and the duality of faces. At, there, is, there is something I need to add to the board, and I will not apologize for it. Zooming in on this small picture? Yes, <laughs> Yes. And that is the game Jonathan Frakes wants your attention and you must yes! not give it to him. Published by Jeff Stormer as part of the Frakes Jam in 2020. <sighs> All right. So this is the show within a show. Hello and welcome to Taylor and his extraordinary friends. My name is Taylor and these are my extraordinary friends. Today we're going to be playing Jonathan Frakes wants your attention and you must not give it to him by Jeff Stormer. Marn, I have great fucking news. Uh-huh. There's a Star Trek actor named Jeffrey Combs. <gasps> you know who he's played? Whom? The question. The question. The, re- oh, shit. the reanimator guy. Oh shit. And the and Scarecrow in the new Batman Adventures. Oh my god. But this is a 
this is a little sleazeball from DS9. <laughs> Not only a sleazeball from DS9, but also a sleazeball from Enterprise, a sleazeball from Voyager, a sleazeball from Lower Decks. This man has been in every Star Trek series since he started in, in Next Gen, I believe was one of his first roles. He's made it onto all of them. He's fucking incredible. I'm so glad. I, I've, I've put an image on the southmost section of the page connecting Star Trek to second string JPL. Now, guys. I'd like to, I want to loop back to, to the Frakes game for 30 seconds to explain yes, yes, that yes. I'm not simply doing this to pat myself on the back. Mm -hmm. I need to be defensive for a moment. So Jonathan Frakes wants your attention and you must not give it to him as a game about, choose a two-player role-playing game where one player tries to do a chore while being haunted by a ghost that looks <laughs> identical to the actor Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek. So what I am, what is starting to take shape in this for me is that that brings in the idea that we are specifically seeing like doppelgang, like, like the, like the multiple faces and, and cross world things are also consciously like taking the sh taking shape like repetitive shapes and and creating sort of a pattern effect that is like causing uni the universe to fold in on itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I guess what I am positing as we start to think about like how this turns into a crisis that characters can fight. Mm -hmm. What if somebody was intentionally lining up the multiverse to fold it in on itself and make oh, it more palatable shit. to to destroy or flatten or consume? That's pretty good. I have oh. someone for you. I have a mastermind right here, ready to go. Who is more powerful than somebody who can you know reach out and connect with everyone on their planet? Everyone, and what if you expanded that? What if they could reach out to anyone in, in the universe, anyone in the multiverse? connect with all these different people what if they already had a a base of knowledge a base of of, of teamwork are you uh, knowledge of how how the enterprise norm worked. what if they had cerebro norm from, norm, would be norm from cheers no i was gonna say commander picard also known as charles xavier oh now now now, now there's another connection that i wish to make here i don't want it to be explicitly this but okay oh the illuminati <laughs> God damn. What is this image that didn't load? Hold on. That image of Patrick Stewart is yeah. just taken away. It's just working at it. It's got a lot of JPEGs there. <laughs> Miro management right now. They're at headquarters right now. I'm going, what's unfolding here, everybody? <laughs> Me doing the DJ Colleen. They need to get more. We need more servers. <laughs> The fucking CEO of Miro LLC is like awoken at fucking 9.40 p.m. Eastern time. Sir, <laughs> the contingencies have activated. Uh, I do also want to point out, uh, I put a screen cap of my Google search, Jeffrey Coombs Star Trek characters. Uh, the people also search for is an entire list of all the Star Trek characters that he's played. And it still continues on. <laughs> oh my god oh my god wait looking at this fucking image taylor um the one the ds9 episode where cisco's the writer yeah. and he's written the story about deep space yeah, nine he plays a fucking douchebag it's it's in my mind it's in my mind <laughs> far beyond the stars
Is he the watcher of all of this? <laughs> I think, well, I think that there's not just one watcher because if we're going to tie that into uh, the Illuminati, we, ha- we also have to include the character of Spock or the man Leonard Nimoy. We have to have some sort of counsel. I need to know what our Illuminati is then. What are Marvel's Illuminati is? It's got to be made out of like C-listers to tie it into the the second string. So we we, we have right now, based on the two things that we've said, we have Charles Xavier, we have have Cisco, but in the real world. Yes. Who else is part of the group that is smashing, that is trying to make copyright more palatable? Batman's gotta be in it. Like we did, mm. we did talk about tying Bruce Wayne to rich people or assholes. Can that I is true. pitch which Batman? Yes. Oh, I love the specificity. Can I pitch to you Batman as played by George Clooney and Batman and Robin? Ooh. Now, now, can I can I pitch something? Uh huh. And this is this is Jeff speaking to his friends as creators. I'm going to put something on the board that does not have anything to do with any of these things, but it's just building off of the conspiracy that we've laid out as we start to kind of identify what would if some if if there were a piece of of uh, like I'm thinking about this. There is like there are there are rich people from across the cosmos being like organized to uh, essentially formulate like create this this universal thing. Uh, like they are all getting roped together and like the universe is getting flattened, right? Like people are being turned into sort of replicants, like repeat, like patterns are forming. The walls are crumbling. Weird little detectives are noticing details because they're not details that like anybody. They're details that require you to be a little bit off the path. But like what is unfolding is that like these rich people have all been brought into something that like mm. is flattening the universe and is going to put the universe in danger of being consumed by Galactus. It is important for me to tell you that that uh, Cisco in that episode is not rich, but it is fine. I think we can find now, a, I think that's we fine. Can that's find fine. Not everybody involved in what I'm about to put on the board needs to be rich. But I think that the oh, promise, God. but I'm about to put something on the board and I'm not going to apologize for it because I think that it's the missing piece that fills in our circle. And it is not literal, but metaphorical. Are you all ready? Hit me. Oh, God. What if someone has sold, like, a cosmic NFT to a bunch of rich people? And by buying into this and propagating it and spreading it and giving it power, it has created the downfall of the cosmos. I think that this is very funny. I legitimately think that NFTs might be too far in the past by the time this season comes out. I think it's. <laughs> I, think the, I think it's not literally NFTs, but the concept mm-hmm. of rich people, like the concept that there is someone that has duped a bunch of rich assholes into like playing with a piece of technology that is undoing the cosmos this is very funny i i i in my heart of hearts think i want to say hard no okay all right it's so funny know that i think it's funny No, no, I, I, I appreciate it and i i want i want this is i want you to pull me back and i appreciate it actually should we take stock of what we have yeah oh i it was lost like an hour ago, but I added uh, to the Jack Kirby shit. Beautiful oh, space yes. imagery. 
Not that it's like related to any sort of conspiracy, but I just think that it's like cool that everything right. here is You're beautiful. Right. So let's take stock of what we've got. What what has started yeah. to unfold here is that there is there there are rich assholes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and the the crisis as we see it is that the universe is folding in on itself, mm-hmm. or at least as I mm-hmm. see it, and what I want to posit to all of you that like people are repeating across universes in a way that is it's almost like lining up like stackable furniture like the grooves of the cosmos are getting lined up and so like the idea is that they're going to slot into the stackable points so that they can be pushed together into one thing and then perhaps fed to galactus since he's on the board so uh, compressing down to make the densest of donuts to then feed to make the densest Mm. of donuts to feed galactus like so then the question then i then i then i posit and then i think that this 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 order like rich and powerful people from across the multiverse are being pulled into this why what is the end game? What is the end game? Because I think that's the missing piece that that's going to pull together what the thing is that we're fighting when we play follow. Mm. To me, I could see one of like the Illuminati is as a group Galactus's herald. That is a that is a quick one and done. That is an easy solution. I don't know if that's the solution we want. That's the one that is like just a boom. That's hey, can't think. Of I one. have another one that I want to posit. And I'm going to drop a thing onto the board. I, I also have one that I want to posit. On the, ca- on the cow, you both drop it on the board at the count of five. Wait, wait, wait. Because I'm also going to put something on the board. I can just find something to put on the board. Yeah, if we all want to put something on the board. All right, I'm going to put something on the board over here. I'm going to put it where I can connect it to the Illuminati. So I'm going to put it like up here. <laughs> oh, you fuck. <laughs> this is good. I think all of these fit together in a way that is right. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I think all of these fit together in a way that is right. And I think is right. If I'm thinking of what you're thinking, it's right in a way that's like tonally perfect for us. Yes. Riley, what I posted do you got? a very small image of Grant Gustin as the Flash because I know he's met with other <laughs> Flashes from other universes, including the now canceled Ezra Miller. He might be one of the so, very few on-screen representations of Ezra Miller in a Flash-only project. Now, oh my God. taking the idea that I posited earlier in a way that I think is more palatable and more universal, but that ties in a lot of these things. I, pos- I posted a picture of the anti-life equation, which is the thing that mm. Darkseid is chasing is after. The idea that this is a... <laughs> The idea that this is a it is a, a, a mathematical equation that can break a human will. It is not merely death. It is the loss of will of life. Uh-huh. The connection that I'm going to draw here. I've draw I've connected it to, to rich assholes, but yeah. I'm also going to connect it to this <laughs> Thank image you. that Marn Marn, what image have you posted? <laughs> I have posted the logo of Fortnite. <sighs> so what I am going to posit. Is that Darkseid's anti-life equation is corporate vulture capitalism? Is like yeah. so. Here's also the thing: there was a there is a Batman Fortnite crossover comic. I have read it. It yes. is canon that Batman has been in the universe of Fortnite and escaped. It's canon? Oh boy! Yes. Why'd they make it canon? <laughs> Uh, I am then now dropping another thing. Hold on. What, what's Taylor got? Taylor, feed me. 
What do you got, Taylor? I don't. So I don't know if this is the adult lettuce uh, that I've been sampling while we record, or if it's something that is legitimately just the funniest thing that I've ever thought in my entire life. But I just remembered this whole time, Columbo's been there. Huh? Yes. He's just he's, he's entering the demon as well. <laughs> he's doing his shit. <laughs> just has all of this like multi-dimensional corporate greed feeding universes to Galactus. Uh <laughs> Columbo's just been running around cracking his hard-boiled eggs on shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Abraham Lincoln, Legends of Tomorrow. There's got to be something. Abraham Lincoln does have a a Arrowverse page. Good. A virtual simulation of Lincoln was done on the Obsidian Podium in Supergirl. The Batman who laughs? Yeah, he's also been to Fortnite, Riley. Okay, 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 okay. Can I make a a big picture pitch Mm -hmm. Uh for how this all comes together? So I've dropped two images on the board. I pulled out my boy Dark Side mm-hmm. because I want I love yes. Dark Side and I think it makes sense to bring mm-hmm. in Dark Side. Mm-hmm. I also dropped Connected to Superhero Television Shows, a show that I watched that I don't know if anyone else has, but that I actually genuinely enjoyed and I would recommend. It's tickling the back of my brain as if I should recognize it, but I don't know. What Did it anybody watch Modoc? Oh my god! No, but I heard good things about it. It was actually pretty charming. I'm going to spoil part of MoDoc right now because it's not terribly important and it came <laughs> out like free. a year ago. A prominent role in MoDoc is a an obscure Marvel villain called the Living Corporation. Is that like the Living Tribunal? It's kind of, but they're specifically a corporation. Great. I want to propose. Jeez. What I am proposing is that Darkseid crossed universes, took leadership of the Living Corporation, and has built... And is has between the two of them cracked the anti-life equation that is mm. uh, sapping the will from a universe and leaving it a hollow assortment of meaningless faces. <laughs> Abraham mm. Lincoln is there with no explanation for a while. Like mm-hmm. it's like Abraham Lincoln, but just like the picture of Abraham Lincoln. All of which is to say that I am describing Fortnite. Emperor Palpatine's voice is for yes. echoing through the <laughs> oh, star. Oh, I forgot. Palpatine also connects to that. I connected Palpatine with Dark Side, like the Dark Side, like oh from the Force. God. But I didn't realize that he also connects with uh, <laughs> Fortnite. Thank you. So, yep. <laughs> Riley, did you know, did you know about the Emperor Palpatine I, in Fortnite? Unfortunately, very much did. Okay, Taylor, you had your hand. Well, raised. I was going to say, you know how we learn about ourselves. By the games that we play or, or how we react to the act of playing those games. Uh-huh. And uh, if we are looking for a reason that Abraham Lincoln exists in this world, this multidimension uh, being observed, uh, we might look at Abraham Lincoln's occurrence in Star Trek, where he appeared in the original series episode, The Savage Curtain, as a construct made by silicon-based aliens who did not know about good or evil, and so pitted humans and Klingons in a game of games, the most dangerous game. Fortnite. Fortnite. So so what I am hearing is that Fortnite, as a multiversal construct, 
is designed to eliminate people's You're describing will. purgatory. You're describing that Fortnite is purgatory before you go to the afterworld. We go to Fortnite and have to fight our sins in the battle royale. Okay, as the as the person who actually knows things about Fortnite, that is pretty much what it is, yeah. Yo! So what if Fortnite was constructed by Darkseid and like funded by funded by a series of rich assholes? So here's the thing that is basically canon. Fortnite, the Fortnite Island is the home to something called the Zero Point, which is mm. a orb of energy that is where all of reality sprung from, and it mm-hmm. cycles through countless realities per second, and it can mm. be used as an infinite power source because yes. it is a bridge to other realities and it's constantly cycling through realities. The Fortnite Island itself is under the control of, like, a shadowy corporation that is experimenting on the Zero Point, also subsequently made the island into, like, a battle royale island that is stuck in a time loop. So what I am hearing is that we've already got our (laughs) crisis set up and it's the plot of Fortnite. (laughs) Can I hit you with two final pictures as we approach the end of this? Yes, you can. First off, Fortnite Island. It has a weird time thing. We're all nodding. We all understand this, right? It has like uh, weird vibes on there. Uh, People like it a lot, uh, but it has a lot of questions to go with it. So with that, I want to present you this image right here. And I'm going to share with you, bada bing, bada boom, the cast of Lost. Yeah! Uh, Another island that has a weird time thing. To which I want to share with you another image that I want you to hold at your mind at the same time, hard as it may be. And this right here is is the logo for Total Drama Island. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) And these are just all things that I want you to hold in your brain. We don't have to do anything with them. I just think it's important to have them connecting over here through the lines of purgatory and the anti-life equation. So so it sounds like unless anybody else has any big things they want to pitch, we can we can set the stage of the crisis and then move into follow. Who is uh, this image? Taylor? (laughs) That's popular uh, author and noted philosophy person purgatory expert dante alighieri oh good of, of the inferno <laughs> and the purgatory or purgatorio and the paradiso i'm very excited to play follow with you guys literally all day tomorrow <laughs> so so the, the 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 premise as we have mapped out jesus christ is that the living corporation mm-hmm. in association with dark side have created a new purgatory as a way of harvesting the anti-life equation. In association with Darkseid and the Illuminati. They have roped in the Illuminati to build them Fortnite Island. (laughs) Because in Fortnite Island, by fighting your way through this endless purgatory time loop, they are harvesting the infinite power of the anti-life equation. And in doing so, reality is breaking down around us. And if we don't blow up Fortnite... Galactus will consume them all. And you might have heard of the battle bus, but what if instead it was Oceanic Flight 815? And Columbo is going <laughs> to solve. Columbo is going to solve. So I have to put one more. I have to put Unfortunately, I do too as well, because so we just talked about the end life equation. End life equation that comes out in a mathematical number, doesn't it? You know what the secret is to the anti life equation? The thing that cancels it out? 4, 18, 15, 16, 23, 42. The lost numbers. 
the numbers they input in. I have, to, I have to put something very specific on the board as, and partially an excuse to talk to you all about a thing that is a very real thing that exists that I've talked to Riley about. Because Taylor put in our Discord chat, and please end this with, and Columbo is there trying to solve a murder. I'm going to put an image of a rare, of a real book. Oh my god. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is a novel called Columbo and the Grassy Knoll. <laughs> yes! There is a book in which Columbo <laughs> solves the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> and I kid you not, he does this <laughs> to solve him, like en route to solve a murder. It's like step. It literally is like this radio host was killed by his by what by his colleague, and he was about to announce the real identity of the people that killed JFK. Columbo's got to crack that case so he can prove who the murderer is. Oh my god! So what I am saying is that, and this is simply putting a flag for a thing that's going to unfold, is that Etrigan Columbo is going to unravel all of the anti-life Fortnite conspiracy. <laughs> As a way to then be like, and that's why you killed your business partner. Hey, Jeff, <laughs> how familiar are you with the Umbrella Academy comics? Oh, not terribly. All right, so the second series of Umbrella Academy comics is called the Umbrella Academy Dallas. <laughs> it is right. about the Umbrella Academy going back in time to assassinate John F. Kennedy. Hey, Gerard, away. I love the you. The way that they do this is that the rumor who's power is that anything she says becomes true, pretends to be Jackie Kennedy, gets in the car, turns to JFK, and says, I heard a rumor that the back of your head blew up. I love this shit. And the best part is, as you connect that in, Marn, like, then that does connect to Doom Patrol, mm -hmm. because Gerard Way wrote Umbrella Academy. Because that man loved Doom Patrol. He also wrote a, a run of Doom Patrol. Really I, good. And so that then I'm going to loop Niles Calder back in on the Illuminati. Yeah, I think we did it. We figured out like a really good. I compelling love crisis. the speed at which this game it starts. So like you're like, oh, is this going to do anything? Is this going to be? And uh, then all of a sudden you're rolling and the ball is spinning. I, I also <laughs> yeah. love that just like due to the nature of Miro and us like all trying to be able to see the entire board at once, like the stuff that we started with is now so, <laughs> so small. small. But the important stuff, the stuff where we ended, where we were like, this is the solid plan of this crisis. That's what's big. Mm -hmm. how, how do I upgrade a mirror? Oh my god, it's so expensive, but I want to upgrade, download the higher quality <laughs> picture. I also put a picture of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the character that he plays in Fortnite on here because I felt like that it's was. Been, I've been looking. Can at I tag it. him in D in a in a DC in Second League Justice Leaguers as a Black Adam. Uh, he, I mean, or, or is that is that live action superhero? Well, I think it's live action but also his character in fortnite has canonically teamed up with batman in the batman fortnite uh, so i guess i'll tag him onto guy gardner he's working against the imagined order which is like the bad guy organization that is like maintaining the island who's i whose little I icon i have added over love here love this entire shit man this has been a pleasure mm -hmm. we need to call it right now <laughs> we or else it. we're we never gonna it. leave we wrapped it. We've got our we've got our mystery. We've got our follow objective, which is kill Fortnite. Yes. <laughs> Gamers, tomorrow for us, uh next week for you, we will be stepping into follow to follow our goal of killing Fortnite 
to do something with JFK's death on the Lost Island, Total Drama Island. The Rock is there. Abe Lincoln is there. The Illuminati is there. Columbo is Etrigam. Spock eats people's brains. And has a shitty dad. <laughs> and has a shitty dad. And that dad. Who's also in the Illuminati. Yep, who's also in the Illuminati is also the question. Rachel Ghoul is Bashir. Galactus is eating world space is pretty and some men just really love their wife <laughs> yeah see you next time see you next time everybody I'm going to get a beer in this meantime and then also tell you that Julian's actor played Rachel Gould. Fuck! In Gotham. Everyone's breaking for beers. I found a picture of Julian Bashir's actor playing Rachel Gould from Batman. Yeah. That's just a little interesting. Incredible. Little Incredible. <laughs> I figure there's a 90% chance that every Star Trek actor has played a comic oh, book character I'm, at some point. I'm pretty sure. I think we've hit the catalyst where everything is just starting to like crystallize around a seed. <laughs> yes yes i and like this game's beautiful yeah because this little fucking murder board yeah. is the funniest shit in the world <laughs> and i cannot wait to share it i want to i want to color some of these strings you are going to lose your entire shit when i show you what i got from I the other wait. room in response to what i think jeff is about to say <laughs> this is funko punk yeah, this is Jeff nailing the Funko Punk aesthetic harder than I can. This is great because it's just everyone. It's just, this is instilling interstitial down to its base elements, which is just, yo, this thing is this thing. And they go, yeah, it fucking is, dude. We're on Christ a alive. real one right That's now. <laughs> are i can feel like the like the the chakra mm. gates coming unlocked like a rock <laughs> lee did you know that i only learned this year that his name is rock and not brock i thought that they like he was named after the vegetable you know how dragon ball z has like briefs trunks yeah uh-huh uh, <laughs> not all anime characters are vegetables <laughs> I thought that it was just a dude named Broccoli. <laughs> yeah, just for anime, they love to name motherfuckers after veggies. Are we talking about Dragon Ball Z or are we talking about something? No, we're talking about, we're talking about Naruto. Because <laughs> there is a guy named Broccoli in Dragon Ball. Taylor thought that Broccoli's name was Broccoli. <laughs> okay, but, but again... There is a guy named Broccoli in Dragon Ball. I do need to emphasize that. The only things that I know about Dragon Ball Z are the facts that I've picked up from my wonderful, wonderful husband who loves that series to death. Uh, and then just the genius. memes of cultural osmosis. Because I've, well, I've not consumed a single second of that show. You could tell me any fact about the show, real or fake, 
and I would not know which. So is which. this is this is a this is a hundred percent a real fact. Do you know the joke name conventions of all the characters on Dragon Ball? They're like named after clothing, right? So it's every every species every species in Dragon Ball is named has like a specific naming convention. All okay. of the Saiyans are named after vegetables. Like Vegeta is literally vegetable. Uh, sure, Raditz. Napa. That's a Raditz, Nappa, which is, is, uh, yeah, like Nappa, Raditz. What what is Vegeta? What could Vegeta? Oh, Vegeta to bowl. Yeah, I (laughs) That's why he's king and prince of the Saiyans is because they're all. They're shallot. Everybody in Bulma's family is named after underwear. That's why it's Bulma Trunks. It's uh, her daughter's name is Bra. Shorts, Uh briefs. Yeah, their Doctor yep. Briefs is her is their name. Like, but yeah, so there is a there is a Saiyan character literally just named Brock. <laughs> I, I love Dragon Ball Z more. Like that was my early quarantine watching was <laughs> engaging in all oh. six hundred episodes of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super. I loved checking in every week on AMFC and <laughs> just, just learning what. Being the like, I watched facts. another like sixty episodes today. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I've been thinking since watching the Sonic the Hedgehog movie who I want to voice Shadow the Hedgehog, and I really think it's Hayden Christensen mm. uh, from uh, from you know Star Wars, but also for Silver the Hedgehog, who is Trunks, uh, basically. I would love Trunks, to, mm. Trunks' voice Fair. actor, to oh. play Silver the Hedgehog. And I, that way I can hear the Iblis trigger. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's, that's him. <laughs> that's my man. All right, so Garrick and Bashir. The actors that play Garrick and Bashir, this is a story that delights me. This is a story that fills me with glee. 